0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. In the quiet in the storm. Every every fall. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. This is Andy, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast, sponsored by CS Instant Coffee. It's not selling out if you already love and use what they are, you know, making. So anyway, CS Insta Coffee is amazing. Insta coffee for the trail. Doesn't leave that weird chemically taste. You go to the affiliate link in the uh, description of this episode or just go to the hikerpodcast.com. Com or hikerpodcast.com and go to the bottom, click on that, and it's a great way for you to help out the show by buying some CS Instant Coffee for the trail. I love their coffee because not only does it taste amazing and they are amazing people over there, but their packaging is biodegradable. They give to other initiatives that help offset carbon footprints and things of that nature. I mean, with the other instant coffees, they're fine and stuff, but they have a little bit of a chemical taste, and the packaging is a foil that doesn't necessarily biodegrade but their packaging is 100 biodegradable check out cs yes instant coffee go to the description of this episode or go to higherpodcast.com scroll down to the bottom see cs right there their logo and buy some instant coffee thank you all so much for listening i am always blown away by how awesome you all are This week, especially on on Instagram, you guys have been so kind to me. I've posted some kind of vulnerable pictures of me and some some stories about what I've been up to. And you guys have just been responding so amazing. If you want to follow me, I am Andy. You can follow me on Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes. We also have a Hiker Podcast Facebook group. Just message me um, on Andy Films and Hikes or Andy at HikerPodcast.com. I'll give you a link to get into the Facebook group. You might be able to find it. I made it public now. I made it findable. So you might be able to find the Hiker Podcast group on uh on facebook if you just search for it it's just a place where i post what's going on i'd love to see some more discussion and things happen so hit me up if you'd like to hear more about that we're also on facebook as well have a facebook page but go to hikerpodcast.com for all that and all the different ways to listen to the hiker podcast and also i want to shout out uh canock outdoors canock um some of you may know them as c they make the vecto bags it's canock um we're having the founders and uh, owners on the show here in a few weeks but they hooked me up Um, With some help I I still paid for them But they helped me out With getting some new Trekking poles This week And They were amazing After I had a trekking pole Failure With my old ones And I got soaking wet And hurt And I went back to that trail Where my trekking poles broke And I uh, I did the hike again Successfully And I really put these Trekking poles to the test And they are amazing They're based in Portland, Oregon Gotta gotta love the Oregonian Companies here So Check out Canock um, just search Kanak Canuck or kanakoutdoors.com and uh, they are amazing people with amazing products. Many of you know the Vecto bags using for filtering water. They also have the uh, the Visica water bottles that are hopefully gonna replace the smart water bottles that we've been using on the trail if you so choose and um, many other amazing products. So check them out. Um, hashtag not sponsored. I just think they're amazing company. They've been really cool to me. So thank you so much for Kanok uh, for being cool to me this week. I am super excited to have Becca little skittle Bergstrom on the show. Oh goodness. I can't believe we were able to have her on the show. Many of you know her from Instagram and from of course her YouTube channel where she posts all of her journeys on the trail. Becca had a single night experience backpacking before she embarked on her solo journey of the 2,650-mile-long Pacific Crest Trail back in 2019. In the span of 135 days, she walked from Campo to Manning Park carrying everything she needed. You all know the story. Check out her YouTube. She has a YouTube channel. Many of you may have seen her stuff on the Trek's YouTube page. She now has it all on hers. Uh, this last year, like many of us, she hoped to do a thru-hike. Uh, she was going to hike the AT in March, but given COVID, she was not able to do it. Um, but she's an amazing hiker, has an amazing story, amazing insights. Just, I, I was so excited to have her on. She is setting her sights on the triple crown of hiking, of course. And was um, just a great conversation about, about her journey and mental health and just vulnerability and social media and hiking. So without any further ado... Becca, Little Skittle, Bergstrom. Our next guest on the Hiker Podcast, you may know her from her recent journey on the Oregon Coast Trail or from the Pacific Crest Trail or from the track or her YouTube channel, we have Rebecca Bergstrom, also known as Becca Little Skittle on the show. Becca, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me, Andy. I'm really excited.
0: So just introduce yourself, who you are, where you come from. We have a lot of new hikers listening to this show. Maybe they haven't been following you. Uh, Just give us kind of the rundown, things hikers usually want to know.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So my name is Becca, and I got the name Little Skittle. On my first long trail, so that was a Pacific Coast Trail in 2019, and I fell in love with long-distance hiking um, from that experience. And I now have the thirst to go on for other trails. So, the future trails I am looking at in the next year to two years include the uh, the well-known other. Long trails to complete the triple crown, which are the Appalachian Trail and the Continental Divide.
0: Very cool. So, let's get a little background here. You in two thousand nineteen you, you you hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. You can see your 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 journey there on YouTube. And I was watching, I was binging a bunch of your videos last few days, getting ready <laughs> for this interview. Um, but before that, what was the journey like that got you into hiking? That made you decide I want to hike the PCT, um, and it just really kind of got you excited for the outdoors in general.
1: Well, um, I did grow up in the foothills of Mount Rainier in Washington. So being in the outdoors was kind of something that we always did. Um, on the regular, I grew up on a piece of property of about 15 acres. I lived in a rural community, um, horseback riding, camping, dirt biking. Um, all that sort of thing was kind of the regular recreation for us. And it wasn't really a big leap of faith to kind of just go off and start this big hiking thing um, in my early twenties, which is what happened. The jumping off point for me uh, really getting into it though um, for hiking was I got a dog and he's not your typical hiking dog. If some of you haven't seen him on my social media channel, He's a French bulldog, (laughs) so he isn't something you typically see coming around the bed. But he's super cute, super
0: cute, super cute. He is. Thank
1: you for saying that. A lot lot of people think like they snort a lot and he drools a lot, but he's he's a champ. He's not like the typical ones you might think of. Um, And when I got him, I realized that early on he was going to be something pretty special. And I realized he could be someone I could take out on the trails and get comfortable with. Um, and so him and I just started taking to the trails, um, when I was about 25, 26, when I first got him, And, um, we kind of tackled all the little day hikes, um, you see around Washington, um, from social media channels and whatnot. And, um, eventually, um, I started to think about, Oh, maybe I might want to look at backpacking or doing it overnight. And so I started, you know, saving up money and looking at sales and, um, acquiring different backpacking pieces I could afford here and there. And eventually I got everything ready and I decided to go on an overnight with Buddy. That's my French bulldog, um, up in the North Cascades at, uh, Pete Lake. And they gathered up all my things, and off we went. And this was Buddy's first. Um, this was Buddy's first multi-mile hike, multi-digit mile hike. Um, so I believe it's about eleven miles round trip. Um, and before that, Buddy had only done about eight to nine-ish miles. Um, so I was a little bit worried about that, and I was also obviously a little bit worried about staying overnight um, where there's bears and stuff, you know. Um, but it ended up going off without a hitch. Everything was, you know, perfect. We slept great. Um, the tent setup was perfect. Um, I didn't have any issue with my cook system. I, yeah, I had a great time. And from that, I was like, you know what? I could do something more than just day hike. Um, and I'm not, I was never really afraid to be alone out there with buddy. So I decided, you know, I might look into doing more of this but i kind of just jumped from that directly into the pct i never had any more workup from that so that's kind of unique i think
0: so what 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 was the decision process looking like to get on the pct and then also vlog your journey you vlogged your journey for the trek, and the amazing vlogs. I, I love, I love watching PCT vloggers too, because living right along the PCT here, outside of Ashland, I always like saying, "When do they get in here? When are they get into there?" Because I've, I've hiked basically everything myself. They hiked from um, uh, the California border up to Crater Lake, so I, I love, I love watching those. Uh, but what made you say, you know, I want to journal this for all the world to see?
1: Um, for me it was partially, mostly as I wanted to be able to share with my family uh, so they could follow along. Um, so that was the main point of it. And then once I, um, once I was kind of realizing like why it was going on the PCT, I realized how relatable it, it was going to be for a lot of people. And it would help, I think, bring more communication for things like that. Um, as far as like having open dialogue and feeling comfortable um, knowing there's a community out there that go through similar things and that there's an outlet for you. And even if it's not hiking, maybe it's just taking a walk. Maybe it's, you know, um, going for a car ride. Um, I wanted people to know that like you can do quote unquote hard things um, and you don't have to let these things that you're going through keep you from, from even just trying you may not succeed and you know of course there's a chance of failing but um you know i think even if you don't make it all the way it's going to change you and it's going to it's going to make you into a better version of yourself
0: so what was the reaction from your friends and family when they began to watch your journey as you're you're going on the pct um how, how did they react to that
1: um they were at first they were they weren't shocked per se but they were just thinking like wow that's like a you're just you're just gonna quit your job of seven years and and just go and then that's it um but they were super supportive I didn't have anybody ever doubt you know are you sure this is the right idea are you sure you can do this are you sure you want to go alone everyone was so so supportive um and I owe a lot to my boyfriend um I I always heard from so many people on the trail and he just let you go. (laughs) He like, he doesn't want to be out here too. Or like, I don't understand. Um, But this isn't his thing. He's he's not really a, he's outdoorsy, but he's not really a hiker. Um, So for him to just be able to trust me and understand like, this is where I want to go and this is what I want to do. And Allow me, not allow me it. That sounds kind of like proprietary, but um, you know, he really encouraged me to go and to make it what I wanted. He never said, you know, you should come back. it's dangerous or I don't like you being alone or anything like that. He just asked me, you know, check in with me every night, send me your garmin GPS, let me know you're safe. Um, and let's chat whenever you can in, in town or whatnot. And um, yeah, it helped so so much to, to have all that support. Cause I know that it doesn't always happen for a lot of people that they do have those people that, you know, um, cast a little doubt on their journey, whether they're going alone or whether um, they think they're capable enough or experienced enough or um, whatnot. It meant everything in the world that I had that support to go on this, this adventure.
0: Talk a little bit about going alone. Um, A lot of people like to go, you know, in groups or, uh, you know, you hear about couples going, but you decided, you know, like, like many to to go alone. What was the process, decision process of that? And how do you feel that was beneficial for you to, I mean, there's always people on trial. You're never really alone on the PCT, but how, 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 what would that look like deciding I'm going to do this alone? I'm going to hike my own hike. What did that decision process look like?
1: So, um, so back in Washington, when I was getting into hiking and all that stuff, it was always just buddy and I, um, I never, I never was hiking with other people. So I never had to worry about, um, the pace or the distance, or if this was too hard for them or, um, too long for them, or if they're having fun or if this is not what they want it to be. Um, and so I knew that that's exactly what I would want to go on the PCT. and um, this is, it's my journey I wasn't about making it into anything more than that um there was something that I wanted out of this this experience and I didn't want it to be hindered by um making a commitment to do it with anybody else and not that I would never do that in the future for other trails Like okay? I I mean I just did the OCT with the girls um so obviously I wouldn't be against hiking with other people or starting off and whatnot but um no, it was a really easy decision for me to say, I want to go alone. And I felt comfortable doing so as well, because that's just all I've ever known. Um, albeit I was with Buddy in Washington. Um, I just, I, I didn't have any hesitations about um, really, really being alone out
0: there. So on your journey on, on the Pacific Crest Trail, what do you feel like was the most challenging bit of that whether it be like an actual like, physical stretch of the trail or uh, just a, an emotional hurdle to get over or a mental hurdle to get over what was the biggest challenge for you while you were out there
1: Ooh. Um, i would say um i think that there's a saying that people mention about the long distance hiking, that's not just physical, it's mental. Um, And I would absolutely agree. Physically, yes, it is hard and there were challenging parts of it, especially in the Sierra. Um, I had to face a fear of mine after I had a bad log crossing on a river and that was really difficult. Um, But again, that was more mental. Um, So I think the single most hardest moment I think getting through this hike was, um, when my grandma passed away, um, she passed away when I crossed the halfway point in Chester. Um, but my family decided to keep that from me because my grandma had asked them to, um, she said that before she died, don't tell Becca that I've passed. I don't want her to get off trail. I don't want her to come home. I want her to finish her journey. And I want her to be where she needs to be to grieve when it's time to know. So um, she had a she asked my family to wait until I was close enough to tell me. So I traveled from Chester to Ashland, not knowing. Um, but it's funny because. As I was walking, so I was alone from Shasta until basically I found out, but even further, but um, I was alone. And just during that time of Jade leaving me and me being finally alone again on the trail, I just felt like I knew something was wrong, even though no one was telling me. I would burst out crying on trail for no reason at all. I would feel heavy. Um my footsteps, my breathing, like I just felt something was amiss. And it wasn't until I got to Ashland, um, my boyfriend had drove down to meet me um, to visit my brother and his wife. Um, and I thought it was a little strange that they came as well. Not that it's strange, cause he's my closest sibling, but it's just because, um, I don't know, they, I guess, they weren't invited. So at last minute, they just said, "Hey, we're coming too," um, and so that was kind of ominous as well. And then when they arrived in Ashland, um, they told me what had happened, um, and so continuing on after that was was definitely the hardest part of the entire trip. Uh, but I. I respected my grandma's wish. Um, I couldn't bear saying like, no, screw you, I'm going home. Um, And I'm just as stubborn as her. So I knew like, I could do this. I could absolutely do this. It's going to be hard. But again, I don't think there's anywhere else I'd rather be. Um, As much as I'd want to go home and and grieve with my family. um, She and I both understood that this is somewhere that I should definitely be for this time. Um, and I'm going to come out stronger for it. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I definitely struggled during that time. My, um, my mom has bipolar. And one of the biggest reasons I wanted to go home to agree with my family is because I knew that this situation, um, this unfortunate circumstances was going to definitely set her off. Um, And unfortunately it did. And she had to be hospitalized, which was really hard because I'm her, I'm her go-to when these things happen, Um, not just for her, but for the rest of the family, they all depend on me to be there because of my background and, and mental health and psychology. So it was really difficult to still honor my grandma's wish um, and not go back and be there for my mom and my family. Um, And I didn't get to talk with my mom um, when I found out. I didn't get to speak to my mom until I was at, um, I was at Timberline Lodge. So from Ashland all the way to Timberline Lodge, um, I didn't get to talk to my mom once, not in text, not on the phone, nothing, because um, she wasn't able to. Um, but she was able to get the help she needed. My family was um, so, so, so supportive and on the ball. And um, I'm so very grateful that they were they were very proactive in getting her the help she needed so that she could recover and and get back with us. So that was the hardest part.
0: <laughs> it. Thank you for, for sharing that. And what, what I love about what you and your, your what, what you put out on Instagram and on, on YouTube is your, your vulnerability. And that comes through with every, every post and every, every YouTube video I watch. You Just the vulnerability you have about being on the trail and um, what, what you're going through and, one thing I've noticed is you're very much an, an advocate of, of mental health um, and the benefits of hiking. And I know from my my own story, I was going through major you know major mental health th- um, things, and I was, I was seeing a therapist. And my therapist finally suggested you know try hiking. And hiking is one thing that really kind of I'm not going to say cured me because by no means, but it was the it, it was a it was a coping mechanism for me that was really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about you're, the importance for you to be to be vulnerable and open about about your journey and mental health on your social media because it's really tempting sometimes on youtube on instagram on on blogs and vlogs to just put the best out there and not that you're not putting your best out there but you're also very vulnerable and open and honest about your struggles and about how you're feeling whereas other people may not be as willing to do that and which is okay you know they can do their own thing but what motivates you to to be vulnerable and open on your social media and on your youtube
1: um i think it stems from just wanting to know that you're not alone um yeah because because i mean knowing like what my mom has gone through with her episodes and her struggles with her mental health. Um, she would always mention how she just felt judged. Um, and that was a kind of taboo thing, especially if it came down to taking time off work. Um, people just wouldn't understand. And it stems from people just not talking about it. Um, there's this kind of just taboo issue around people kind of brushing it under the rug and not really talking about it. And, pretending, you know, everything is this perfect little, you know, situation. And you see all this stuff on Instagram with how these feeds look so perfect um, and curated and it's all just happy smiles and joyful moments. And it's, it's not like that. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that, whether they do publicly or not. Um, Even if they do it privately, I wanted to be able to just go out there and say it because even if even if in private, you say, I identify with that, that I'm, I'm reaching you, I'm, I'm, you're hearing me, you're reading my words, even if you do it privately, that is what I want. I want people to know that you're not alone. There's, there's other people out there struggling, there's other people going out through similar things that you are or that your family's going through. Maybe your brother's going through something that you see someone else struggling with on their story. Um, so I want people to know it, it's okay that you're, you're not alone and there's help out there, there's resources and there's people you can talk to, even if it's it, through a direct message. Um, I think that means everything in the world and I love getting the messages from people that say, thank you for speaking up. Thank you for using your voice. Thank you for using a platform that right there makes me feel like what I'm doing is, is the right thing. Um, and, and that's why I do it. And I, I'm so glad I took that leap and did it, um, because I was there at at one point and I want to know, I want to know that I'm doing my part to also raise awareness that, um, these things exist, um, but they don't define you. You can definitely rise above what you're going through.
0: And. And from from me, just thank you. I mean, I, your your post on you know on um, you know, coexisting with your demons like was really impactful to me. And what you've done for you know all of us who are on our own journey, on our own trail, and just being open and honest about it is it's so needed and it's so necessary. Um, mm-hmm. And I think. A lot of people say you share too much andy and i'm like no i mean, i have my my struggles and i want to be open and honest because i want people to know you're not alone i want mm-hmm. other guys like i've been diagnosed with a eating disorder and i'm a guy and guys don't talk about that i want guys to know hey it's okay we can talk about this and yeah. and body dysmorphia and stuff like that like this is stuff we need to talk about and be open and honest or we're never going to get better and just to have someone out there who's, who's who's doing it and and just being this is me this is authentically me it's It's just so refreshing, and you feel like I feel like I'm not alone, and Mm -hmm. I can do this. So, from me to you, thank you for doing that. It's it's so necessary, and um, just know, and you know this. There's a whole community of hikers that are there and support you, and who are with you. Um, Shifting gears a little bit, I want you to talk a little bit about on the Pacific Crest Trail that feeling of getting to the northern terminus you've gone through you know 2651 52 miles you know you get to the north northern terminus what was that feeling like for you
1: i'll be honest and say that the northern terminus wasn't the most um, monumental feeling it didn't feel like i was on top of the world or that i completed this crazy feat or walked all this way it was a lot more underwhelming than I expected um like we all talked about it the night before we camped um where the Pacific Crest Trail and the Pacific Northwest Trail meet um, there was a group of I, there was me and Jade and PCP and Pinkman and Ginger Balls and then there was another couple that came later but we don't I, we weren't aware of who they were and they camped a little bit of further away but um we talked about the next morning and how I'm not going to be crying. You're going to be crying. And (laughs) it was going to be this crazy thing. And we're going to pop our beers and enjoy the moment. Um, But when we got there, nobody was emotional. Nobody was crying. Um, And we just kind of sat there in awe of just staring at it, thinking like we just, we've been waiting to see this forever. And we just are having this moment of solitude together, but alone in our own heads. Like nobody was expressing what we thought we were going to, um, which was okay. Um, I um I got my picture on the terminus, and we got a group picture, and we got a girls' picture, and we had our beers and enjoyed the moment, even though it was freezing. Um, in mid August, it was absolutely freezing uh, that morning. Um, but it felt good. Um, I won't say that it didn't. Um, it just was a little underwhelming. I think, I think the most amazing feeling I had the entire trail was, I think, crossing the bridge of the gods. That one was like the, that one takes the cake for sure. Um, but that doesn't take away from me finishing. Of course, that's just in comparison. Um, that one was more, more memorable.
0: So there's someone maybe out there listening and we have a lot of new hikers who who listen to the show and they're saying, you know, I want to get into, to hiking besides the obvious, you know, there's, there, there's, there's a gear stuff we could talk about and best practices, but what would you tell someone who wants to get into hiking? What? what they should do or what they can do to prepare themselves, whether it's day hiking, backpacking through hiking, any of those things, first time hiker, what, what would you, what a piece of advice would you give them?
1: I would say to, um, do your research, of course, find out the trails in your area that are accessible this time of the year, whatever time of year you decide to go so that you can go, um, in a safe, safe way. Um, Make sure that you do your research to get the correct gear you need to go. doesn't need to be the most expensive or the best brand names. Um, I buy a lot of stuff secondhand, consignment shops, that sort of thing. Um, And just go out there. Even if you don't hike the entire trail you pick, even if you don't make it to the viewpoint everyone gets their Instagram picture for, just go out there and listen to to nature, listen to how your body responds to being out there. Where does your mind go? And how does it make you feel to be out there? Um, I recommend not going out there and playing music, uh, be it, you know, from your phone directly or um, in headphones, um, because you're out there to be out there. You're not, you can be at home and listen to music. You can be at home listening to a podcast. Um, but. I think you're going out there to be out there and experience and be immersed in what that environment has to offer, um, and how you how you react to it. Um, so I think that if you just go out there for however long you you need to to feel what it's doing to you, um, if that if that resonates with you, if that does something for you, I think. just think of how much it will do for you if you keep continuing on the peace of mind that you get from from letting all your um distractions from work or family life or finances you know just fall to the wayside because you're just out there listening to the birds and um watching the river float by you um or watching the light change if you're there for a sunrise and, and cast light on the mountains around you. Um, that's going to do wonders for you for all the things that are distracting you back at home um, to get that reprieve from, from all that. Um, I would say just, just get out there, try it out, and you might be surprised um, or it might not be for you, but at least you tried. Um, but I don't think I've ever met anybody who said, "Yeah, this just sucks." <laughs> so I think you're probably going to be in good standing.
0: So I shouldn't bring one of those clip-on Bluetooth speakers then, either, should I? Oh
1: gosh! I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just. I just feel like if you're out there, you should be out there.
0: Oh, I, I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: <laughs> i think you tried it for the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so recently you, um, hiked, uh, a, a portion of the Oregon coast trail trail. It's, it's dear to me. We've had a few people on the show who've, who've, uh, who've hiked that trail. And, the uh, it's a, it's a beautiful area. I lived in Brookings in the South part of Oregon for, for a year. So I, I love that area. But you hiked with uh, Julia, who's who's been on the show before, and Maggie, who will be on the show soon. Mm-hmm. And you had never met them in real life before. And then this one day you decided, hey, let's get a girl gang together and and hike this trail that is a lot of road walks and a lot of beach walks. Talk a little bit about what that decision process was like in that experience.
1: Yeah, so the girls, um, we came together on social media. Um, Julia and I followed each other from doing our vlogging for the trek last uh in 2019 um I on the PCT and her on the Appalachian Trail and uh then Maggie came to the picture um this year uh when uh everything was going on with Jeff's FKT at the Colorado Trail um and for those listening who don't know Jeff Jeff is uh he goes by legend um Jeff Garmire um so they they've been dating for some time now um and so she came into the picture and we're like oh she's really awesome she's really cool and we're all about being hype girls and being supportive and and encouraging and inspiring um other women or just anybody to get outside um but we just really connected on social media and we thought you know what like we should if we can make this happen you know if given all the mandates of of covid and everything and being responsible in the outdoors right now. If we can make this happen, we should definitely try to do something with our year because all of our plans have kind of just, you know, gone by the wayside because of it. So we decided, um, if all goes well in November, um, Julia had, had to call a trip. She was going to go to Cambodia, I believe. Um, And she had to call that trip because of travel restrictions and she's a nurse and she just couldn't afford to put herself at risk going on a trip if something were to happen. Um, So she decided to call that trip. So she had this time off work and I just haven't been working since March. I've been furloughed. Um, And Maggie was going to be taking some time off as well before her and Jeff go on a trail, uh, the Wachita Trail in Arkansas later in November. So she had the same kind of time off as well as Julia. So we started brainstorming. Okay. What can we do? What's, what's doable? And we're like, well, anything's doable. Like literally we can do anything. Come on. So let's just find somewhere to go. That works for all of us. Um, so we were looking at all sorts of trails and then um, Maggie brought up that she had to be in seaside Oregon for a family reunion with Jeff's family and um, in mid November. So, as long as everything could work out to where she could catch a flight to get there. And then I said, Well, why don't you just fly to Oregon? That way you're already here and we can do the Oregon Coast Trail because that would be perfect. We'd just walk right to Seaside and you could be at the reunion and be great. So, that's how that was born. Um, the girls flew in. I picked them up. Um, we did their quick resupply and we dropped the car off in Lincoln city and we gave Jeff's family, um, his mom and dad drove down from Portland to come get my car, uh, to bring it back, um, for when we finished. And, uh, we just started walking North. <laughs> That's how that happened.
0: So what was it like compared to the Pacific Crest Because I know there's a lot of road walking, a lot of beach walking, um, how did that compare? And there seemed to be a lot of bushwhacking as well. How did that compare to other, other trails and experiences you've done?
1: Well, um, it didn't really compare. Um, It wasn't similar to anything I'd ever done before. Um, It was, uh, we expected it to be very wet. I will say that to start off with, because I'm from the Pacific Northwest. So I understand the, the weather patterns that come in, you know, after September and last until about March. Uh, So I warned the girls about that. I said, pack your best attitude because that's what's going to get you through. That's like the number one piece of gear you're going to want coming over here. So we lucked out though. We had really, really catastrophic (laughs) downpour the first, I would say, 12 hours of our hike, um, which really sucked because we got lost twice I think in the first day um and then we had to road walk on the side of a highway that was 60 miles an hour we had to cross an off an off ramp and it was quite eventful that first day um it was kind of telling like you know if if you guys are having doubts now like we have six or seven more days to go (laughs) so um but luckily we woke up the next morning and yes we were soaked um to the bone but we had blue skies and we just packed up and started walking and we had the most beautiful weather the rest of the time and um I think that was what made our hike um because even with the road walking it's you know it really sucked a lot you're not out there to really want to walk a road and it's really hard on your feet and your knees and stuff um but um yeah, the weather was great. The road walking sucked. Um, we saw a lot of farms, especially near the Tillamook area with all the cows. The beach walks were amazing, especially near Pacific City. Um, we had the most amazing sunset. The sky was just this magnificent orange that lit up the sky. Like it was on fire. It was incredible. And then it changed to purple. Um, yeah, it was, it was, a. Uh, different than the PCT in a way that um it wasn't very well marked at all <laughs> um like I said we got lost uh, the first day a couple times um I think we only saw a sign or a trail marker twice I think the entire time um we were lucky enough to uh be connected with this gentleman who runs an app called the hiker app. Um, he's in Ireland and it's spelled H I I K E R. And he's got an app that is similar to gut hooks in the way that you can download maps and see different, um, amenities that are available along the trail as far as camping accommodations, bus rides, ferry rides. Yes. Ferry rides because this trail, um, required a ferry at some point. Um, so that was super helpful in helping us being able to navigate because other than that, it would be paper maps. And even the paper maps, um, I mean, it's not very well marked um, as far as like where you need to get off the beach to avoid swimming, as Maggie had done once, um, to get back on the road to roadwalk because it's unsafe to continue on the beach. Um, so it was a lot more being mindful of where you're navigating on this trail first, the PCT. There wasn't any incredible mountain vistas because again, it's, it's a coastal trail. Um, and it was also, I think it, partly in due to the fact that it was off season. It was very, very quiet, especially in town. Um, people aren't out there on the beach really this time of year. Um, so it was really, really quiet. Um, we didn't share camps with anybody else at all. Um, but yeah, it was great. I really, I really am looking forward to going back to to connect the rest of the trail um, when I get the chance.
0: And that that trail is is not for the light of heart, though. I mean, I used to live right off one hundred and one on the coast, and people just thinking about walking more than a mile on the one hundred and one. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh
1: yeah we, we did have to hitch a couple times because we just had it we were like you know what we're not out here to walk the road on a skinny you know two-lane highway like this isn't what we're here for and we weren't out there to make it anything more than it was you know we we're just out there to enjoy ourselves so we said, you know what we're not out here to prove anything so let's just hitch to where we can get to a natural trail or a beach or the woods and take up from there so
0: absolutely yeah i'm I'm wanting to do that same trail this summer. I was actually like, I'm either gonna do the Oregon coast trail or Tahoe rim trail. And then I saw a lot of the road walking and stuff. I think for my first through hike, I'll do the Tahoe rim trail and we'll, we'll save the Oregon coast trail for later. time.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I'm really looking forward to hopefully get in on the, the Tahoe rim trail too. So.
0: Uh, me too. I I'm really, I, I grew up visiting Tahoe, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, So. Closing out here. And I ask everybody this. How has hiking changed you?
1: I would say um, it's changed me in the way that it allows me to just connect with my mind in a more healthy way um, and to process things that I'm going through. Um, You know, when I go out there, a lot of stuff that I struggle with when I'm not on trail just fades away. And I don't have a lot of the negative thoughts that circle in, um, and cast doubt on, you know, what I'm capable of doing or what I'm worth. Um, and so that changes how I view myself, even when I'm off trail, because I can always reflect on the time that I've spent out there and say, no, like you were able to do this and you're able to go there and you're able to see this place and um you're able and you're worthy and so that's definitely transcended into how I take care of myself off trail, um, which I'm so thankful for so grateful for that I was able to make that connection because of this activity um and as far as the PCT, that experience changed me in the sense that, um, I struggled a lot with stress before I left. That was one of the main jumping off points of me saying, okay, I'm hiking this trail. Um, I left my job of seven years that I was completely, um, I was really invested in. Um, but I wasn't getting the same in return from my job. Um, and I was walking away with alopecia and parts of my hair. Uh, so my, hairdresser had found several spots of balding and also my dentist had found four cracked teeth because I was grinding my teeth at night due to the stress of this job and so going onto the trail um, gave me um, this appreciation of simple things to make me happy like you don't need a lot of things you don't need a huge amount of money in your bank account you don't need Um, you don't need all these materialistic things to make you happy, to make you um, enjoy your life. And that's what the PCD did for me. Um, Coming back, I realized that life is too short to just allow yourself to be stressed out by things that you can't control. I can't control how they treated me, but I can control me staying at that job. And so I knew that coming back I would not allow myself to be somewhere that was going to not value me in that way. Um, And I wasn't going to allow myself to accumulate a bunch of things that weren't going to ever bring me happiness the way that I experienced on trail. And so that is, that's what I've brought into my life from
0: hiking. Wow. Becca, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, People want to, reach out on your Instagram or YouTube, where where, where would they go?
1: Yeah, so on YouTube, you can find me by just searching Little Skittle. Um, I just uploaded all my vlogs, again, from the PCT, from the trek, so you can find the entire playlist there, um, as well as Oregon Coast Trail and a couple other things. And if you want to find me on Instagram, you can do so at the handle Miss Rebecca Ann. Separated by hyphens. So that's Miss MS underscore Rebecca underscore Ann, and that's A N N.
0: All right. Last question I like to ask all three hikers this. What's the story behind your trail name?
1: (laughs) Uh, So I got my trail name um, from a group of gentlemen that I adore and an organization that I adore as well. It's the warrior expeditions. Um, I was fortunate enough to come across them on my third day, uh, on the PCT. We were just outside of, um, oh man, I'm just gonna try remember where we're at. And it was just south of Laguna. Um, but, uh, I came across Sugar Glider And this guy whose child's name was Ashley um, and also Tin Man, and we were walking along um, and they said that they were heading up to, I think it was the Pinecone Cafe, I believe it was, uh, to meet up with the rest of their group. And they were explaining to me um, their organization and I took um, interest in it because I have family that are veterans so we walked and talked along and made it to the Pine, Pinewood Cafe and they had decided, okay, we have a name for you. And they said, first, they wanted to name me Rainbow Warrior, um, which I was very honored by that because, you know, I, to be considered a warrior amongst them, that would be very honorable. Um, but I felt like it would take away from, um, from them because, of what they've done I, I i have not done what they've done so um i decided okay i like where your head where your head's at you know i'm really bright and all my colors and all that stuff and i'm kicking ass out here alone but um let's give it a second go and so they saw me eat how much candy i was eating <laughs> um and it wasn't even skittles it was just like gummies and gummy worms and sour patch and stuff like that um But they said, okay, how about Little Skittle? And I was like, okay, okay, I can deal with that. Um, So from then on, it was Little Skittle.
0: Awesome. Well, Becca, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, look forward to having you again, hopefully, in the future.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much, Becca, for coming on the show and being amazing. You all make sure you check out her YouTube channel. Link is in the description of this episode. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and all the various social media networks. Once again, big shout out to CSN's to coffee for sponsoring this episode. Make sure you go to the link of the, des- in the description uh, of the description, in the description of this episode to check out their coffee. And also just a big thank you to knock outdoors and to all of you guys who have shown me so much love and support. Go to hikerpodcast.com for all the different ways to listen, to leave a Apple podcast, Podcast review. Also, you can follow me, Andy, at Andy Films and Hikes on Instagram or the Hiker Podcast at the Hiker Podcast. With that, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast.